Welcome to Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission, our weekly podcast to equip home buyers and sellers with the knowledge and wisdom needed to navigate the evolving, often challenging real estate landscape and to share our thoughts on the importance of why we give back from every single transaction we close to the community where we live. Hi, I'm Diane Davidson. I've been in the real estate business for over 40 years. I'm Bill Weidecker, and for me, it's 37 years in the business. And together, we've helped thousands of people just like you to buy and sell real estate. You, the economy, and the community benefit from making knowledgeable real estate decisions. We are here to help, and thanks for trusting us to be your guides. Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area. Now, here's Bill and Diane. Welcome, everyone, to Good Deeds Real Estate with a Mission. I'm Dave Long, and uh, we are here to talk today about the right time to sell. With us today in the program are Diane Davidson. She is here. Hi, Diane. Hi, Dave. How are you? And Bill Weidecker is here. Bill, how are you? Good morning, Dave. All right. Your thoughts on the right time to sell. First thing that uh, pops into your mind. Today. Today. <laughs> yeah, do it today. Maybe yesterday. yesterday? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Um, a friend of mine always r- gives me a little bit of a ribbing because I I always say it's a good time to sell and it's a good time to buy and um, in any market. And here's why I feel that way. Most of the decisions that you as a consumer make when you're going to buy a home or sell a home is based on your timing. Trying to time the market um, for a home purchase that you're going to stay with um, is kind of a fool's errand. You know, I'm going to wait for the bottom. Uh, what's the bottom? Right. Especially if you're going to live there for seven to ten years, which I think is the national average. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's kind it's kind of crazy to think, well, I'm going to wait until I can buy at the top or the bottom. So when is the best time to sell? Well, what is the life event that surrounds your decision to make that move? And if you're if you're selling in order to buy something bigger or something smaller or move to a different area or it's a job transfer, the time really comes down to when does it work for you. Um, seasonality is crazy. We can talk a little bit about that. But the best time to sell, when you, if you're listening to this today and you're in March or April, it's right now. Let's get it on the market. Uh, inventory is low and it favors the homeowner that wants to sell. Uh, Diane, can you wait out the, uh, or have you seen people who decided we're going to wait out till it hits the bottom if you're in one of those time periods, or is that a fool's errand like Bill is saying? Unfortunately, we only know that in hindsight, right? So you can't really predict a peak. You can only look back and think, oh, prices were higher then. And it's not always the permanent peak. You know, things go up and down, and also we have what I will call micro markets. Sometimes a particular high, uh, price range is hotter than another price range. Um, often, almost always, inventory-driven. So there may be an opportunistic moment in a particular price range and not in another. But as Bill said, right now, inventory is very low. So if someone is thinking about selling sometime in the near future, the near future should be today or tomorrow. And we're equipped to get things rolling pretty fast on our end. All right, what are the key things, Bill, start with you, to take away from our discussion today about when the right time to sell is? Well, the key things is, um, is your property prepared? Are you prepared? Um, 
do you have somebody that you're ready to hire? I mean, those would be the those would be the top things that I would think of, and the latter is probably the most important. Going out and finding an agent, calling us at the Fine Homes Group, and saying we're ready to go, um, or we're thinking about getting ready to go. What's next? Oftentimes, Diane will say we'd rather be at the very beginning of the process because we can stop you from making a bad decision. Somebody says, I just spent $25,000 repaving the driveway. And that's a complete waste of money, <laughs> right? It's not going to get you 25000 more for the house. And that's just one example. We'd rather be there early. And then also, we can give you the pros and cons about your timing, what needs to be done, what you need to think about in terms of marketing, all of those things. What's your key takeaway? that you want people to take from today's discussion? I'll piggyback on what Bill said. It's, there are a lot of moving parts, and really um, professional, that's where professional comes in to help figuring, figure out the logical sequence that works best in each circumstance. It, it differs from person to person and home to home and can even change during the process. So really guidance from, from the very beginning, from before the beginning, as Bill said, when people start thinking about it is when we like to get involved. Okay, on to part one. Um, you've basically decided that you want to begin the process, or at least in your mind. You're starting to think it's a good time to sell. I need for whatever, life experience, I mean, a, a, an element in your life, whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to say to you, what now? I've decided, now what do I do, Diane? Um, I don't want to sound self-serving, but pick up the phone and call a real estate agent, preferably the Fine Homes Group. And we are, we are, I would say, better equipped than anybody out there to put the pieces together, to figure out the sequence, and to really work with people, counsel them, advocate for them, and you know, and put together a marketing plan um, and that that works best for them, that brings them the the best price and terms for for their home at a time when it fits in the best with their life. If that makes sense. So that's that's the first step. So, Bill, expand on uh, what Diane said. Uh, you said that Diane said uh, many times in that if you start with an agent at the beginning, you can prevent some of the mistakes like you just said doing over the driveway or whatever. Uh, talk about the importance of that and, and what is involved in that first meeting. Well, I, I was meeting with a seller yesterday, and uh, uh, he replaced all the windows in the house himself. And he said the first window that he did took him a day. And then the next 10 windows took him a day. Why? Because it took him a day to figure out what he had done wrong on the first window and how to correct and all of those things. Now, the average home seller um, is going to move, if it's every 7 to 10 years, let's say, they might make major moves in their life 7, 8 times. Well, Diane and I have been involved in close to 10,000 real estate transactions. So what do you think? If you've moved three or four times <laughs> in your life versus us handling 10,000 of, of these, we might know where the, where the pitfalls are. We might know the best practices. We might be able to give you the advice as to who, if you're getting your home ready and you need to do uh, something that requires a professional in terms of getting it ready, we may have a list, not may, we have a list of people that are trusted workers that do the work for us at the best prices so that you can get your home ready. So it really comes down to it's um, 
for you hear this thrown around a lot, but for lack of a better term, that is is really we present ourselves as a concierge of services that that can really help people go from point A to point B, and we can fill in all the blanks for them along the way. See, I would see from a personal standpoint, I would need somebody right from the beginning. Yes, you call would. would be call, call would be to Diane. Uh, and after you're horrified with some of the things that you would see getting started with me, you know, my attitude is there's no way I'm doing a driveway for 25 grand no matter what. Uh, and can't they just imagine that it will look okay and then you would be setting me straight how? Well, I'd be setting you straight by, you know, if, if people could imagine, some people can imagine, but that's the minority. And what we're trying to do is appeal to the, the broadest audience that we right. can. Think about developers, you know, builders around the country that build thousands of home at a, homes at a time. They furnish the models and the plans. In my experience from doing on-site sales years ago, the floor plan that we furnished was the floor plan that sold out. And so most people, you want to maximize your exposure and maximize your, you know, your audience, and therefore maximizing your price and terms. And so we really, you know, when we get started from the beginning, not to disparage HGTV, but people have all sorts of um, preconceived notions from watching TV. I would rather, I'm never horrified by the condition of someone's home. I'm horrified when someone starts without us and makes mistakes that honestly cost them. I think you'd be horrified just at the questions I'd start with. No. Let forget about going to the house. It's never a horrifying question, <laughs> right? Yeah, there. Yeah, I really think it comes down to being prepared uh, by seeking the counsel of a professional. In just about everything that we do in other facets of our life, we don't put the cart before the horse. We don't schedule the surgery until we determine whether, in fact, we need it, right? Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We go to seek. Uh, we go to our primary care physician through a series of questions based on our symptoms. We run some tests, and based on those tests, that maybe surgery is needed, maybe it isn't. And so it's the same kind of thing with hiring a real estate professional. You don't do all of the things and then say, "Let me go get an agent," and the agent says, "Nice work. It's all wrong." Well, what's the conversation like? The first conversation. What are you trying to find out, Diane, from really someone? And what do they need to be prepared to talk to you about? Their, their desires, their mm -hmm. plans, you know, what, what's, what's, going, what's next in their life, why they called me, why we're there, what, how can we help? And then we put together a plan, and it's, you know, it's constant. As I said before, sometimes the, the, the plan changes, the sequence changes, but that's based on um, what, what they're experiencing, right? So things can, we're, we're very flexible, and we feel like we bring the best we can to the table at any juncture during the process. So it's really, it, it starts with a kind of a fact-finding need, needs analysis on our part. We, we were recently hired to, to get a house ready for market and list a house to sell. And it's, it's owned by a nonprofit. And they inherited the property. And, um, and it's in, you know, not great condition. And their opinion was, well, we don't want to spend a nickel here. Not a nickel. And so our counsel was, what are you looking for? And I was like, we want to convert this asset to cash as quickly as possible without spending any money on it. That's different than somebody that says, I need to move to the following part of the country to be closer to my grandkids and I want to get every single nickel I can out of my house. Um, and you tell me how to maximize that return. Two different sellers, two different desires, um, both looking to work with us and seek our advice. And so they're, they're going to get a a lot of different answers based on two different outcomes. 
Some want the most, the most amount of money that they can out of the property, and timing is not as critical as somebody else that says, convert this to cash as quickly as possible. Or I want to sell it as quickly as possible, which is, a, which is another category, right. but you're, you face all yeah. those. Uh, and I think, that if I might add something to that, you know, we're equipped to do some things that are a little out of the ordinary. Um, so we do, uh, we do virtual enhancement. So let's just say this particular, and, and I will say that oftentimes prospective buyers think things cost more than they might cost to do, right? So we'll do things, for instance, like this house that is owned by the nonprofit. If there are things that are obvious that need to be done, we'll get estimates from licensed contractors. So we have in writing something, you know, what, what it actually will cost, not what somebody is afraid it might cost. We also will do enhanced photography so we can show them what the product is afterwards. So we really do as much as we can to, to, give, to, present, the, to present aesthetics, to take the, you know, take less, leave less to the imagination, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, we, we really try to, uh, on, on behalf of our clients, maximize the potential of the property. Are there, um, is there a, a mental inventory that I should have if I'm sitting down with you with the, in the first, uh, in terms of what I want, in terms of, you know, what we're going to do for when we sit down there, or is it just kind of a free-flowing conversation where you're just kind of probing, trying to figure it out? Yeah, I oh. would. Oh, go ahead, Di. Well, we, you know, we usually, we have a, um, a marketing package, marketing presentation, that when we have the luxury of time, we'll drop that off in advance to our prospective seller clients. And so, you know, if you have a time, chance to review that, you at least see kind of what the, what the process generally looks like. And um, we, you know, we've done this, as Bill said, thousands of times. Um, and we're prepared to, to prompt you to ask things that you might not know to ask, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, Or, or it to does. give you information that you didn't think to ask about. Because we know, we know that if it doesn't come up on the first meeting, it's going to. We'd rather have it come up at 3 in the afternoon than 3 in the morning and cause you a sleepless night. Um, I had go, oh, when you're see what I what I would need if you're you're looking at the things that needed to be done for the home, I'd want to know, um, you know, I'm, I, I, what is the return? Why would we need to do that? Okay, you say we need, I don't know, painting of the trim or something like that. My question is, how does that add to what we're doing? You probably can't put a dollar figure on it, but at the same time. Maybe you can, um, but at the same time, I would be looking for, and I'm not like probably typical, but just convinced that it makes sense. And then I'd say, okay, well, I'm in. For it, you mentioned paint. Um, you can go out and buy paint for about $50 a gallon. So it's $50 in the can, but if you go and change the color of a room that needs painting, um, it's worth far more, let's say it's a couple of gallons of paint. Um, it's worth far more than the $100. A buyer doesn't come in. I will just tell you, it's very rare that a buyer comes in and underestimates the cost of okay. repairs to a property. They usually come in and go, oh, my God, it's going to cost me thousands to repaint this room. When you could go out as a seller and hire a painter to do it for a few hundred dollars. And the return is there. Now, there are some things where the return isn't there. And if that's a concern of yours as a seller, if you're listening to this today, don't try to overthink it. Call us, have us come in. We learn on our nickel. We'll mm -hmm. we'll be glad to give you that advice for free. Um, you know, and then then you'll know a lot more about how to get your house ready and where to spend your money and where not to spend your money and where to get the best return on on that investment. 
So I, I want to answer that too, Dave. Um, I don't really know what that number is, what the ROI is. The Wall Street Journal seems to have known it a week or two ago. They came up with an article that we've now um, included in our marketing presentations that says when, when a property is properly prepared, as an alliteration, um, you, there's this, it, it, it sells for seven on average for seven percent more, and I'm not sure really wh where that comes from. I'm going to go back to the example of the of the developers. You know, a large developer like a Pulte or Toll Brothers or some of the builders that have been in business for decades and decades and decades around the country always furnish models. So it's not even just the right paint color. It's not even and and usually those models have upgrades in them. And guess what? Most people do when they're building their home, same upgrades. So the, the point is to try to quantify or monetize taking the imagination out of the process mm -hmm. and spoon-feeding it to the pub, to the consumer. It, it's hard to put a number on it. What we do know is things sell faster. They sell for, they definitely sell for more money, but you'd have to freeze time and have the same exact buyer walk in the door to the house done and undone to really prove that number. I can just tell you experts like the economists who write for the Wall, research for the Wall Street Journal, believe that it's 7%. All right, one more question in this particular segment. Um, <clears throat> moving to the market itself, this is March of 2020 that we're talking. What's the market like right now for a seller? Is it going to sell fast? Is it going to is it going to linger? Is there a lot of competition? And what's the inv overall inventory like? Not a lot of competition, and selling fast or lingering is a function of preparation and positioning. So that positioning is all of the marketing that that was involved. Um, and preparation, likewise, is physical preparation and you know and um, uh, virtual thing you know things things with tools that we use, and pricing. Pricing is in, in any market. If you're the only house on the market and you're on for too much, you're on. You linger, and if you're one of and that's a bad thing, right? Over time, because then yeah. then you get we, a reputation. Mm -hmm. Well, they came down once or twice already. Every yeah, everybody has their own opinion on that. When you get when you hit the right price. Then it only takes an hour, so. But there are people who want to know why it's been on the market for so long and think that a buyer thinks they're in a better position to negotiate. So it's not a good thing. It's never a good thing. Yeah, market time. Uh, people make up their own narrative. Mm. You know, well, this has been on for six months. Uh, why would I even want to look at it? What's wrong with it? And right. may, and by the way, it may have been price adjusted to be perfectly ready for to sell in today's market. And there, is, there are buyers out there that look at the days on market and say, I'm not going to see it. They're brand new to the market. Start Make a decision to start looking for a home to buy today, and they see a property that was, it's been on the market for 180 days, and they think, not for me, because it's not been for anybody else either. There's lots of reasons why others haven't bought it, and I'm not going to be the scapegoat. So um, being prepared to properly price your home is part of marketing. Right. It's part of the marketing. It is not in addition to the marketing. Final question here, and um, it sounds self-serving, or it can sound self-serving, to say what I'm taking away from this is really what you should do in the beginning, when, after you've been thinking about it, is start with an agent. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, you're to me, what you've said to me is you're starting a team, and you've got an advisor. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, and learn on learn on our nickel, because we've been there. You know, I'll give you a great example. Fifteen years ago, um, when I started hiring a professional photographer to get the to take pictures of the house, I knew the proper 
proper presentation was important, but I underestimated how important. I used to say, well, I'll snap my own photographs. I'll get it into the multiple listing system with my photographs first while I'm waiting for the professional photo photographer to get me his. And uh, I, re I came to the realization that I put this listing up with my photographs, which weren't as nice, and thinking that I could just switch them out. And here's the point is, there might be some buyers that would look at my listing that was put up today and think, yeah, I don't know, and might never come back to it when the professional photographs uh, make it stand out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So fact, it's, it's back to the... Go ahead. I'm no, just you only have one chance to make the first impression, right? right? Yeah. And our statistics, the National Association of Realtors tells us that when people buy a home, the first time they see that home, 95% of the time is on the internet also known as the World Wide Web. Anyway, so we <laughs> take very seriously that presentation. In our, in, our ma in our lingo, on our team, that is the first showing. So we go all out for that first showing, combination of price, property preparation, marketing, videos, Matterport, 3D virtual. We, we pull out all the stops because we want that experience to be as engaging and positive as possible. So the second showing, which is the buyer coming through the door, actually occurs. Okay, we'll give Diane the last word today in our discussion on when is the right time to sell. Next time on Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission, we'll talk about the benefits a seller enjoys by managing their expectations properly as the sales process unfolds. So for Diane and Bill, I'm Dave Long. See you next time. Good Deeds, Real Estate with a Mission is presented by the Fine Homes Group International, serving clients in New Hampshire and the greater Boston area.